0: This is the official Capture podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Churl, and I am back with another incredible episode of the official Caps Chirp Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. This will be a typical Monday episode where we're going to be talking about the Caps Week in Review along with news and happenings and random news from the NHL at large. If you are an OG here, you probably knew that. Uh, Mondays we're doing this, and then on Thursdays we usually have an interview. I'm working on that, so stay tuned. It'll be a guest interview, or you'll just hear me, again, pontificating on a bunch of hockey shit. Uh, Thanks for listening. Let's pop some tabs to get right into it. One, two, three. All right, so... I've been I've been waiting to put this out there into the universe and give Boston a ton of credit until it came to this. The Bruins have officially clinched a playoff spot. The Caps had a hand in it, as the Isles would have had to win on Saturday for the so-called question to be up in the air. But uh, they've played 65 games a season as a recording, but it only took them... 64 to clinch as they lost the second half of their back-to-back with Detroit. That is pretty goddamn good. That's that's crazy. They've clinched pretty early, uh, and if it honestly, if it wasn't for the crazy metropolitan division and how competitive the East is right now, it probably would have been sooner. Um, they are officially the fastest team to 50 wins, needing only 64 games to accomplish the task when they beat Detroit on Saturday off of a Garnet Hathaway game winning goal, Hands' team goal too off of a rebound, it's pretty tough going full speed, he picks up a rebound, goes backhand, forehand behind the goalie and knocks it home. Congrats to him. Looks like he's fitting in perfectly with that team who's on this historic run. Uh and honestly, he'll that's part of history. He'll 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 always have that for sure. Um, Unfortunately, the Washington Capitals couldn't give him something like that, but I'm glad that he's experiencing it in any case. Uh, I think it's fitting that the Bruins would have to play against Detroit for this milestone as um, they and the Lightning were tied for the fastest of 50 wins record at 66 games. Detroit did it in 95-96 and the Lightning in 18-19. So just a little perspective as to how dominant this Bruins team is. And it doesn't stop there. Additionally, the Bruins, the fastest team in the NHL history to 100 points, doing it in 61 games, throwing it all the way back to the 76-77 Canadians who did it in 62 games. Boston's on pace to net 133 points this season, which is a pace that will beat that same 76-77 Canadians team who earned 132 points for most in a season. The caveat for me is that the Habs did Did it in 80 games, because back then they only played 80, not 82. So the Bruins really need to shatter this record for full credit, in my opinion. At least break it by three or more points. Interestingly enough, the 76-77 Habs won the Cup that season, defeating who? The Boston Bruins. It's just uh, crazy uh, how, how, how time changes things, or doesn't, I guess, in this case. Uh, their goal differential okay so this is getting this is treading into like really more supporting information as to how crazy this team is and why they're why they're gonna go down in history is is probably one of the all-time great teams to ever play uh or at least this in, in a, when you talk about season by season perspective you know they're not just beating teams they're they're absolutely dummying them uh their goal differential is a is a plus 103. They're around 50 goals higher in goal differential than anyone else in the league. This would be the biggest difference uh, in the Salary Cup era by a pretty large margin, but not close to the, again, 76-77 Habs who own the record at 216-plus goal differential. Uh, when scores were double digits and goalies were smoking darts and chugging beers between periods, I get that, but still like... A goal differential of 216, uh, I mean, wild, wild. That um, You just got to put that into – like you're outscoring opponents night in and night out by two or three goals and it's not even a competition at that point. Um, the root of all this is that they're sporting a ridiculous all-team high – or all-team save percentage, like total team save percentage of – uh, 0.931 and a goals against average per game of 2.09. You know that's that's all time um, lows, if you will, um, lows and highs in this sense, world beating uh, in recent history for the entire league. So, you know, love it or lump it. The Bruins are going down in the history books this season as an all-time team, and that's just fucking wild. Um, I haven't been, honestly, other than the Caps games that they've played, uh, I haven't actually caught a lot of Bruins game, a, cu- a couple here and there, but, man, they just look really good. Everybody's got a nose to the net on all four lines, it seems. Uh, they can play on the rush, and obviously their defense and their goaltending is stellar. Everybody's pulling on the rope for sure. Um Talking about a team that's, you know, bought in and and playing their asses, like playing off their asses. You know, I thought last year, uh, you know, they get rid of Bruce Cassidy, who's a fucking moron. Um, And they are, you know, now with Montgomery, who's taking this team to new levels. You know, how much is it really, though, the coaching? I don't know. I'm just uh, using this as an excuse to shit on Bruce Cassidy. But at the same time, you know, the coaching change. Bringing back those key players to run it back one last time for a last hurrah, and this is what they do. I mean, there's you've got it, you've got all the makings of a, of a great team, right? A great season. People got their chip on their shoulder because they thought they were washed in Bergeron and Krejci. Um, you've got Pasternak who's having an incredible, you know, year uh, on the scoring side. Marchand's still there doing well. You have two young goalies who are absolutely killing it. I mean, it's just a really good chemistry mixture. They've loaded up as if they couldn't load up any more. They've loaded up even more during the trade deadline. I mean, this is the team that's looking to win. Um, so you know, this performance uh you know would be world beating without any without much more context. But uh, you know, they're really taking it to the next level. Just the teams that I've named here that they're beating out would be like the Russian Five Red Wings with Fedorov, Eiserman, Coffey, and and you know Fedor of, of all the all the Konstantinov, Laryanov, like all of those legends of the game, and then the even you know those were probably those are teams that like maybe you had been alive for to watch but ones that you may or may not have been alive for would be like the legendary Habs team of 76 and 77. Both of these teams incidentally coached by the the Red Wings team and the Habs team incidentally coached by Scotty Bowman, uh, a legend in himself. And then tended, the, the Habs team was goaltended by Ken Dryden, who had guys like Lafleur and Shut, both scoring over 100 points. Lafleur with 136 and two defensemen in LaPointe and Robinson scoring 76 and 85, respectively, even Ken Fucking Dryden, the goalie on this team for the Habs, had two points that that year. Nine Hall of Famers on that Canadiens team, um, just crazy, 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 right? So you look at pedigree, you look at, you look at knowing that like now in the future that we've the how the that Red Wings team, how that Habs team stacks up against like all time teams in the league. And then you have these, these Boston Bruins and they are securely in that conversation. In fact, they are better, um, by many accounts. So, you know, congratulations to the Bruins. Fuck their mass hole fans. But at the same time, I mean, you got to pay respects and, and look Orlov and Hathaway soon be contributing out there. So as far as winning, those two guys can't be happier. I bet, uh, going into that locker room so interesting to see how the playoffs turn out right I mean these guys are are dead nuts favorites to win the cup uh and I, as I've said in the past that if they don't win the cup or at least get to like a very competitive eastern conference final like it's a total failure of the season so let's uh I guess what <laughs> I'm not hoping for anything but I'm definitely rooting for Orlov and Hathaway to get there, get their uh, get in there and, and, you know, have their glory, if you will. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, playoffs, nonetheless, are going to be wild this season. So hold on to your butts with or without the Washington Capitals. Moving on, though, some some league news. Danny Briere was named interim GM of the Flyers after Chuck Fletcher, who is both GM and president, was sacked on Friday Breer is the man, uh, and I don't care if the Flyers never win another game. So good for Danny Boy. Hey, you know, uh, glad to see him staying involved in hockey. Uh, cool expose by Stan Fischler on, on uh, Larry Kwong on NHL.com, who passed away at age 94 on March 15, 2018. He was the first player of Asian descent to play in the show with one game in a one-minute shift with the, the Rangers in 1948. While that stat line's pretty unimpressive, this guy, who is only a five-six and 150-pound center, went from the amateurs uh, in Canada, and he was a BC native, to pro at 18, which was as hard, if not harder, as it is today. Uh, so he went from his basically his like midget travel team uh, to the Trail Smoke Eaters, one of the best teams at semi-pro hockey at the time. He was scouted by the Hawks in 1942, but was not granted papers to go to the tryout at age 19. And then World War II happened, so he joined up uh, with the Canadian Army and ended up playing on the Canadian Army's hockey team in Red Deer with a couple of former Rangers who recommended him to Lester Patrick. Lester Patrick then invited him to the Rangers training camp in forty-six. He made the Rags farm team, I believe they were called the Rovers, got uh, one minute in the show, and then went to the Quebec Senior Hockey League because he wanted to play on a team that that truly needed him. I mean, he could have stayed with the the Rangers uh, and toiled away there on their farm team, but decided against it. He got to play with a lot of legends at the QSHL. Uh, and he really dominated every level as an elite center, winning MVP honors in the QSHL and and, and championships. Unfortunately, uh, he was just born in a time where people of Chinese descent and Asian descent at that, uh, you know, especially Chinese though, were not able to vote or have really full human rights that you would have in Canada today uh, or else he probably would have been quite an impactful player in the NHL. So um, if you're, you know, wanting to learn a little bit about the history of hockey and, and, some, you know, people of color who've played, definitely check that out. Uh, it's on NHL.com. It's a pretty good article. Um, you know, uh, definitely one of the builders of the game. All right. Moving back into today, uh, let's talk about some injuries. Nick Benino is week to week for the pens with a lacerated kidney. Wild. I mean, this is, a. Uh, not exactly an injury that he sustained during a game, but it like he was complaining about it, got it checked out. And uh, I, I don't know if they'll be able to identify exactly when this injury happened, but out week to week, pins uh traded for him at the deadline, so does not look like it's working out for them so far. Uh, <clears throat> which, you know, hope the best for Nick Benino, I guess, uh, in there. Well, no, I do. And, and as far as being healthy, uh, but glad that this damages the pins, you know, so not exactly rooting for injuries, but Hey, Kaposov out three to four weeks with lower body injury for the wild. That's uh tough, but <laughs> if he does come back, you know, during the, um, during the playoffs, his cap won't count against, uh, Against the salary cap, though, the trade deadline's already passed, so <laughs> I bet the GM's like, couldn't you have gotten injured like a week ago? <laughs> uh, suspensions. Tavares gets a 5K fine for slashing Desjardins. And Tony D'Angelo, uh, we already know, is a scumbag. Two games for spearing Corey Perry right in the nuts. Now, I know that a lot of people hate Corey Perry, but uh, definitely uh, undeserved there he uh, you know Perry slashed his stick uh, once he was charging in on his goalie. And then just kind of looking around the pile, D'Angelo takes like a wide loop and then just comes in and hides behind his other teammate and just spears Corey Perry right in the nuts. Like, ultimate ultimate uh, shitbag play. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing really to defend that, so good for him. Uh, speaking of all of the news and and things that are going around the NHL there is a tournament in basketball in college that you should hear about and also use DraftKings to bet on ready for the underdogs the upsets and the unbelievable action from DraftKings sportsbook the biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now new pl- customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly plus for a limited time all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign in with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, you guys ready to talk about the Washington Capitals and the week that they had? Because I definitely am in this week's Washington wraparound. All right, so just some quick housekeeping news, if you will. Tvr was extended three years for three million dollars a year. I think that's a nice contract. Uh, it's it's flexible. Uh, you know, we're looking at the end of OV era here um, until we have to blow it up. In in essence, uh, but you know, I think Tvr is definitely worth that uh, three million for three. Uh, and I think that honestly, he probably could have fetched a little bit more showing his body of work elsewhere with a team that may need him Uh, he wasn't somebody that was traded so obviously the return wasn't high enough for McClellan to pull the trigger during the deadline and I think that he's been quite the hidden player on the Washington Capitals team as far as the rest of the league is, is concerned if you'll remember in Seattle's expansion draft he was healthy scratch for a long time for almost the entire season then you know we we kept him as like basically a black ace, and then the next year he was just a full time player. Uh, really, I think pretty smart by McClellan to kind of keep him hidden, and now he's he's hungry and ready to go. So I like it. I like it. I mean, it's cost friendly, and uh, you know we've got a good defenseman out of it. Somebody who's eaten up minutes and and uh, contributing on the scoreboard. All right, let's talk about some games. You know, Cap fans, I said we would go one and two, and I'm never wrong. Or I mean, I'm sorry, two and one. I think I thought I said last week. I don't know uh, that we would lose against LA and New Jersey, but we'd keep the dream alive in uh, Long Island, and we did uh, with some authority. So <clears throat> let's talk about uh, the Kings' game here. When you know some of these players that we just acquired some of the younger players are just trying to find their stride during this game we've still got massive amount of injuries um, and and that's just kind of how it how it's going to work out but in the first period the caps are dominated and look like total ass you know zero redeeming features except for not being scored on and the PK was successful that I mean that was it uh, I think they had double digit shots before we even had one I mean it was it was bad uh, and this is against an LA Kings team who traditionally has been very a, a very defensive team. You know that that image has changed in recent years, but still they're they're not exactly like a, a, a team that fills the other team's uh, net with pucks. So <laughs> bad look. It looked bad, really bad after the first. In the second, they kind of right the ship a little bit. Sandine scores his first goal as a Washington Capital off a nice passing play while falling to the ground. He ends up poking it through with his second effort there as he's falling uh, through the five hole. You know, got to love that jam and effort from this guy who's who's really just been a, a great addition to the team so far. It was not enough, though, as the Kings hammer home two off a deflection and a rebound and blown coverage in the second. In the thirds, the Caps are a struggle bus on the shot totals through two, but a timely power play gives Ovi his 36th of the season to tie it up. Not enough, though, is there's more blown coverage in the Caps and results in an Anderson goal. And then late in the third, the Kings bury an empty netter, resulting in like a one second left faceoff. This game on the scoreboard was closer than the shots and the, the score shows. Um, but the Kings absolutely dominated this game in puck possession and shots. Right. So like we were only down by one and they got the empty netter against us and that was it. But uh, really, the LA Kings came out and kicked our ass. I would say we call this a learning game, uh, a bright spot that Sandy and Ovi both scored. And, you know, Ovi means we win. So take your lumps and move on. On Thursday, the ninth, we lost to New Jersey in a three, two shootout loss. So we secured one point. And that means that, you know, since we beat the Islanders in the next game, spoiler alert, that we secured half the points available. So, you know, it was kind of a, a a wash or a tie for the week, uh, in my eyes, but, uh, Better than I had thought, we still ended up losing, but uh, but I'll take it. In the first, the Caps looked like they were going to be dominated again in the first frame, but a late first period goal by TVR off a deflection from a New Jersey player gives us the one-goal lead. Um, this shot just went straight off a knee pad and right in. Uh, in the second, the shots the Caps start to even up shots, but relinquish an own goal of their own off Alexiev of about seven minutes in on a, off of Hollis' stick. A minute later, the Caps shit the bed again defensively and don't pick up Mercer, who bangs in a rebound. Uh, fast-moving team, move the puck quickly in New Jersey. Uh, that guy Mercer just got lost. He really just broke away at the right, exact right time and was in the right spot and, and the right time. Uh, just a, a really good heads-up play by Mercer. The Caps did make it even again, though. Minutes later, as Strom knocks in a bouncing puck in front, was it a lucky goal? Absolutely. But uh, you know, he was there for it. He definitely tipped it in, uh, and and got the got the lucky bounce, and that's that's what happens. You know, you work hard, you get to the net, and you get some lucky bounces every once in a while. This is a, a great thing and why Dylan Strome is is such a versatile player and, and what we love about him. Uh Devils were still dominating at this time, so it's a good thing Strome was was able to kind of cull that, little put that to rest. In the third, there was uh, no scoring, but the Devils still edged the, the Caps out in shot attempts. I think the Caps kind of started to f- feel the pressure and, and responded. TVR had a great breakaway in OT, but Schmidt and Net stood tall for the Devils. Uh, just a quick note, it looks like teams are putting on their backup goalies against the Washington Capitals, which could be an error or could be just a way, I mean, in the Devils' case, they ended up getting the points and getting the win that they needed. To a team that's in outside looking in, but uh, you know these teams, these high caliber teams who are in good standing in the in the playoff polls, are definitely going to start resting their starters probably against the Washington Capitals until they become a more real threat in the standings. That is the state in which the Washington Capitals hockey is in right now. We're seeing backup goalies that's on non back to back you know games. So interesting stuff. The shootout went scoreless until Timo Mayer, uh the newly acquired Timo Meyer by the Devils, snipes Kemper for the win. Caps walk away with a point here. You know, uh, I guess it's better than losing outright. Uh, we needed that point. It's important against a division rival, so take it. <clears throat> On the 11th, the Caps absolutely turn it around, right? Uh, we're in Long Island. It's a 5-1 win, and honestly, the the Islanders did not score a goal of their own, because early in the first, the Isles' only goal came from another own goal by Alexiev, who was sliding, turned back to uh, with his stick to try to block the pass, and ends up knocking it in 5-hole on Kemper. The Caps, though, then respond with a Strom goal. Then later in the period, a sweet passing play has Sandine with a primary assist on a TJ Oshie uh, tip in goal in front. Really nice play there. Love to see it. The second had no scoring, but the Caps started tilling ice in their favor and didn't stop. You know, this was definitely a dominant game, one of the best road games of the season this far for the Washington Capitals against a very defensive team that does not give up a lot of goals and a lot of opportunities. They may not have a highfalutin uh, and a high-flying offense, but... They do stop pucks. They do do that pretty efficiently. Uh, we broke that down pretty well in this game. In the third, the floodgates open with goals from Mantha and Dowd. And finally, Backstrom on a deflection. Huge win, spreading the love around on the points. Lot, lots to see here With his, as far as, you know, I don't want to read into it too deeply, but, you know, Dowd getting back on the scoreboard, love it. That that shot he had was fucking incredible. Bar down, snipe. Mantha, he gets in a nice like tip in uh, just being in the right place at the right time. Something that he just needed, man. I mean, this is a guy that went almost 20 games without scoring a goal and mm, double digit games without recording a point. He really needed this to get his confidence back, and I hope that he just runs with it. That would be amazing. You know, you look at this team and and if you start getting, you know, point per game, half a point per game production from Anthony Mantha, it's a completely different team. Uh the goal of scoring and 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 the wins would definitely start coming if, if Mantha can really just start contributing. I feel like he's the new Lars Eller, unfortunately, with a lot of Caps Twitter, but actually deserves it more than Lars Eller because Lars Eller is a linchpin of the Stanley Cup and forever a hero in D.C., huge win here to keep the playoff dreams alive. So you look back at this week and I am absolutely, and, and we, we probably identified this as soon as it happened, but love the Oshie Stroh Milano line, wherever they end up being slotted in on the depth chart, probably like a second or third ish line. Uh, I think they're, they're mostly playing that kind of second, but, uh, and, and Backstrom's centering the third line, but you know, love to see this stuff right now. I mean, mix in, uh, sandine and that's some insane chemistry. They're definitely carrying most of the water for the offense of this team right now. So let's keep those boys rolling, feed them minutes, uh, and hope that Anthony Mantha and, and the backstrom line can kind of get going. And then of course we've got, you know, like Kuznetsov and, and Ovi doing their thing. So if all of these things can start to click, which is a long laundry list, the caps may be in for a playoff spot. Who knows? Um, it was a good game though, the this this Islanders game. Uh especially, like I said, Mantha and Dowd off the Schneid. Five goals scored by different people. Sandine definitely looks comfy now. Eight points in four games, including three tonight, uh, or this night. Uh I am I am apprehensively high on the Sandine kid, you know, I had my apprehensions about him getting pushed around due to his size. That doesn't really happen. He's got a good stick. He's got good positioning he cuts down passes he's got great vision and creativity that's that's huge for Washington Capitals team who at, at times can be a little bit one one trick pony right i mean he adds a bit of a wrinkle in the in the puck moving game both out of the zone and in the offensive zone is really where he shines his skating ability is good he's got speed uh and he's absolutely in tune with that with that uh Oshie Milano and Strom line so I like it. I like it. Uh, One, a couple more bright spots. You know, nothing's, it's not all bad. The PK for the Washington Capitals right now is elite. I would say they're, I don't know the stats completely, but they're definitely in the top five, if not the best PK in the league in the past couple weeks. We have to keep that going. The Washington Capitals are taking a ton of penalties. You've got guys who are a little bit slower, who are uh, are a little bit, you know, older and slower. You're going to have those kind of, uh, Im- stick infractions and things that impede their their progress. So you know um, overall that's that's a good thing. Obviously we don't want to be on the PK but when we do inevitably find ourselves there, it's great to see that they can they can absorb the damage and, and not let it get through. Uh goaltending. It's just Kemper right now and I do question that a little bit like why Lindgren isn't getting some reps uh, I understand that like you want to put your best 10d out there. And I think that Kimper is that guy, at least right now. Uh, but I don't think that the margin is is super large. And, and when I say that, I mean, I think that Charlie definitely deserves a couple starts down the stretch. We'll see. There's a back to back next week. I'm sure he's going to get some play. I really hope that he knocks it out. I'd love to see him, you know, pitch like a one goal or a shutout whether it be against the Rangers or Buffalo. Uh team defense though is bad. I, I don't I don't like it at all. Uh it's been shaky in transition. Uh it's been shaky kind of in settled plays. Guys aren't getting picked up. You know, the deflection plays you can let go, but like when there's just a guy wide open on the side of the net for rebounds, you can't blame the goalie there. That's 100 percent on the defense. And if you're getting beat to the net as a center, because <clears throat> off uh that's unacceptable for a winning team, you know. Uh Kuznetsov is that player who I'm sure Laviolette had the conversation like, how much defense am I gonna get out of you? You know, I really want to change up your game a little bit and see what, you know, how how apt are you to listen to me uh and play D. Um, you know, and Kuzy's been behind a lot of guys who've who've put in goals this season. So typical, but uh You know, would love to see that kind of turn around down the stretch. Next week's game. So I was completely right on uh, this week, this last week. We went two and one. uh, I mean, one and two. I'm sorry. We won one, lost two, but ended up securing half the points available, which is great. Next week's games on the 14th at 7 p.m. at New York and then two home games the next day. Uh, We have the 15th. 7 p.m. versus Buffalo at home and then the 17th at 7 p.m. versus St. Louis at home. Probably see Jacob Verona in the lineup there uh, as he was just acquired by St. Louis, so you know hopefully he'll get a good homecoming there and and see what he does but not too good cuz we would like to win these games. Look, I'm going to predict, you know, I went I went conservative last week. I'm going to say that the Washington Capitals go 3 and 0 because they need to to get into a playoff spot. At this point, there's only a handful of games left, less than 20. They need to win every game this week or playoff chances are like slim to none. It's three tough teams for sure. I don't like that we're in this position, but that's just them's the them's the facts. They need to win all three of these games to have a shot. The Pittsburgh Penguins are, you know, catching loser points. They're winning in overtime. You know, they need to match that energy. Another reason that I think they're going to go 3-0. I think that that second line in Sandin are really clicking. Look for them to have a big week. Look for Ovi, who's looking at 36 goals, which is a very down year for him. Uh, Look for him to be chasing that 40 goal mark for sure. He still has a lot of time to get to the 55 uh, that we have seen. You know, a couple of hat tricks. That's all he needs uh, to get back on pace. But would love to see Ovi putting the puck in the back of the net a little bit more, maybe consistently. You know, if he goes on a hot streak, like, you know, two, three goals this next week, uh, I think the Washington Capitals are looking really good. Mix that in with that second line. Mix that in with Sandine, you know, really churning the offense for the Washington Capitals right now. And let's tighten up some of our defensive woes. Uh, you know, it could be a good week. And that's what I'm predicting. Caveats of, of last week were that we, played, we beat the Islanders, really smoked them. With that energy, I think that we can beat a lot of teams. We played very defensively sound. And we piled on shots and opportunities. The problem that we get into is if we play a run and gun, if we get in, if we if we let the other team dictate the terms of play, uh, we're not really great at responding to that. So definitely need to come out and dominate the Rangers, who are down a little bit. You know, they just took some losses uh, this past week. Uh, Buffalo also took some lumps. You know, I always say that if there's a team that's gonna give you the turnaround it's the Washington Capitals you can beat up on them but at the same time like this is, needs to be where the team really gets serious and commits to team defense um, you know I am writing a little bit high on the Islanders game they have a poor offense I'll be honest uh, right now in the state of their team but at the same time you know they, they got the job done in LA again another somewhat poor offensive team uh, they ended up getting beat in a pretty close game there, uh, you know. But you look at these. But then, you, then we had New Jersey and and they're definitely high flying offensive team, and and we kept them to two. So if the Washington Capitals can score like twelve to twenty goals this week, that would be amazing. I think that we win all three. So we'll see. Three and zero. Keep the dream alive. I definitely think that it is one hundred percent possible. And uh, you know, I'm I'm torn because that three three percent chance or three and a half percent chance that the Washington Capitals have to netting a first round pick would be great. But I mean that is you might as well just make the playoffs. And and I've said my stance before. I really feel kind of uh, icky about uh, tanking intentionally, so I don't think, and I don't, I don't think the Washington Capitals are, are that team either. So they're they're definitely have their eyes on the playoffs. Brian McClellan said he wants to reload on the fly, and if the Washington Capitals can make the playoffs this season, I think that that would be a success. They could get swept in the first round. I think it's actually an overwhelming success if the Washington Capitals do make the playoffs this season. Uh, because, again, of the reload during the trade deadline, all the moves that we made. And then in the offseason, we got to get busy to to reinforce everything that we had done this season. So, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Love that you're here. And uh, until next week, Hockey Troll or until Thursday, I'm sorry. Tune in for, like, whatever happens Thursday. But uh, until then, Hockey Trill, sign signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and the hockeypodcastnetwork.com the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.